Hey everybody, this is John Pizel, and um, thanks for tuning in. This is going to be our first episode of Objects of Obsession, where I'm going to try to answer your questions that you sent in through Instagram about surfboards and shaping and everything involving that stuff. Um, to make things a little more fun and more interesting, I brought in a guest to help out, my good friend Bob Hurley, and you guys may know him. He has a company called Hurley that makes a lot of great clothes, but also one thing you probably don't know is that he's been shaping since the 70s and also that he at this point is probably one of the most frothing groms I know when it comes to surfboards. So he's got a lot of information in his head about him, he has a lot of uh, feelings about him and he has a lot of experience. So I brought him in here to talk to me and help me out and uh, that's about it. So let's jump into it. One thing to note, I'm really sorry, please bear with us. My audio on this is not so good. I had an echo going on there that I didn't really realize until later, but we'll be doing better next time. So bear with me, and hopefully you're gonna enjoy it. So here we go, thank you. All right, we're on. Hi, John. Good morning, Bob. Is my board done yet? Man, you got a lot of you got a lot of people that want to know what you think and why. That's kind of cool. I know. I love this. I think it's going to be fun, hopefully, and we can kind of answer a few people's questions. Right. And I thought it'd be nice to have you on here. Okay. For, Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, I like to hear your feedback. And Bob's been shaping a lot longer than me. Everybody. <laughs> yep, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like the grandpa, anyone who's listening. I, I, I used to ride like a horse to the shaping room and use a Skill 100 <laughs> planer. And then we'd mail out the invoices at the post office, have my wife do it. Yep, yep it was a good time. That's right. That's awesome. But here we are today, more importantly. So uh, you want me to start All asking right. you questions, John, or you, yeah, so, you got more to say? Well, so I just I went on the Instagram and just said, hey, what, what do you guys want to know about? And what do you think? You know what interests you about surfboards what can i kind of ask so we're just going to go over a few of those we're not going to make it too long yep and um hopefully we'll do it again too i think but, we uh, will so i gave i gave bob a list and i let him kind of choose what he wanted to what he wanted to uh pick out of there and so what what do you like well I, li I like them all honestly there's so many great questions uh so these are, uh, I'm sure most of you have heard of Instagram. Um, so these are the Instagram addresses of the people if you want to start a dialogue with them. Anto so An Antonello108 has question number one, in my opinion, which is, it's about you, John. It's about, <laughs> well, I think, you know, why you do what you do. I've heard you say things uh, on why you do what you do and how you do it. But it says, describe the transition from shaping. and living off this small niche community it once was to owning one of the biggest brands in all of surfing which is better <laughs> bigger and richer or smaller and local and i think you live at the best john honestly that i've ever seen so i want you to answer uh, that question all right well first of all we're talking about making surfboards so there's no richer but <laughs> well, what do you mean explain but, that to people like uh, you, no one has any idea how much yeah. surfboard makers make you maybe yeah, don't want to talk uh, about I mean, that but it doesn't matter huh? uh, okay let's just Let's just take it from, uh, okay, uh, I started out really small making surfboards because because I love surfboards, and um, it, I love surfing, really, and then it was like, okay, let's, let's get into surfboards, and um, that developed into the business that we have today in a, over 20 years. It wasn't exactly 
overnight success. <laughs> but yeah. um, but it's because of passion that I, I got into it, and it's because of surfing and because of the ocean and everything there. And, and um, but it's not because of money, because you don't make a lot of money per surfboard. <laughs> you do. I think every every guy that shapes is shaping because they love surfboards and yeah. they love surfing. Um, if someone looked at like my business over the last 20 years, if a business person looked at it, they would, they would cry. Um, but for me, I look at it and I'm absolutely stoked. And, and so, so to answer your simple question is building it and having it become what it is today has been really fun. Um, it's been a lot of hard work, but all that work is just something that I love to do. And, um, surfing is just like, it's all, it's one thing. It's my job and my life. And so it doesn't, there's no transition between me doing what I love and me doing what I get paid to do. It's all the same thing to me. Yep. And so doing it on a bigger scale is just kind of like, it's kind of more fun in a sense. And um, it's allowed me to meet tons of people and travel around the world more and just enjoy things. So there's, there's a, both of them are great. Either way is, is fantastic. But I feel kind of like it's a real personal thing still, you know? Yeah. I, I haven't lost that. You haven't. You and, you and Dolly uh, have made choices, and I've heard you define them quite clearly. One that kind of blew me away about a year ago you know, after all your massive success with the ghost and John, John and that surfer surfboard relationship, like has rarely ever been seen throughout since I've been surfing, maybe seen it three or four times that changed yeah. the entire game. You still said while that was all going on, while your business was growing and it was still hard work, you said, all I like doing, all I ever want to do is ride waves, make surfboards and talk about surfboards. That's what I'm all about. And uh, I think just having that kind of focus really makes it all, well, makes it pretty special for sure. It makes you seem like you're having the time of your life while you're working your butt off. So, so good job on that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a job, but, but it's cheesy that, that saying, but if, it's if true. You, it's if true, right? Set me love, it's yeah, not work. It's not, it's not. So question number two comes from a very dear friend of mine that I haven't personally spoken with in 20 years, except on Instagram. This <laughs> guy crazy. is one of the top surfers, goofy footers you will have ever seen. He used to ride uh, Alan Byrne channel bottoms. He may so, have, he may have introduced me to Alan Byrne. He may have yeah, even been you. somewhat of a grumpy local at one time in the Venturia area. When you were a little kid, he might have sent you in. I'm he not sure. A rock at me. Yeah, he might have, or a two. <laughs> <laughs> but his name's John Patton. Hi, John. Um, and John, John knows a lot about boards. He says, has it been hard for you to make truly user-friendly boards for mass consumption, given that JJF and Hawaii lend feedback catered to higher-level surfers and or Hawaiian power? How do you R&D a model that translates to the mainland? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I, think, I think the times, like recently, what we've been working on for the last few years have really opened that up to people where the boards that John in particular is writing um, have gone from something that were super refined, pretty rockered out, like pretty, pretty high performance and tricky to ride. Um, into something that's really user-friendly and has been pretty widely accepted. 
the ghost is like one of those weird boards and and maybe john's just that weird surfer but um that has he took a board that's kind of user friendly to start with and just ripped on it and i think that just allowed people to see it it wasn't that they don't exist or that isn't already something um, you know similar stuff around but to have a guy at his level take your board that that could, take a board that could work for all kinds of people and then just absolutely just blow minds on it yeah all of a sudden people are interested in it and so it's not that those kind of things don't exist already but it's that he brought that to people's attention how they could be used and then people want to try it and then they go wow this thing's a lot easier than I thought a lot more forgiving or a lot more helpful and um, it's a pretty rare situation if you look at the rest of the guys on tour pretty much no one's riding boards that you're gonna grab it and really love it if you're just kind of an average guy that's surfs it once or twice a week or whatever yeah and um, he really brought that into the open and the way the way those boards like the way I look at surfboards is living here in Hawaii is a, it's a small place, the waves are really good, but I travel around the world and I try to look at everything as I go. And I look at, like I go to Japan and it's knee high right. and there's a hundred guys out right? <laughs> or it's waist high or whatever. Um, I go to Portugal and I surf beach breaks with people. I go to Australia and I surf these funny little point waves. Um, and you just take away a little bit and like it, it gives you a perspective where like you see like, hey, it's not all about like, overhead barreling pushy waves there's all kinds of stuff and um, I try to I try to take those waves and keep them in mind when I'm working on other designs and that way I can help to make boards that work good for people in different places yeah yeah Cap I'll be honest with you the ghost was so revolutionary uh, I, I saw John John on the beach and I said hey uh, do you got any new boards you got like he goes I got these three new ones that are amazing and I said, would you mind if I took a peek at them? He handed them to me. They were all three ghosts. And my uh -huh. immediate reaction was sympathy. Oh, this poor guy has to ride <laughs> these things. I, I literally wanted to do intervention with you, John. And I'm like, wait, I better stay out of this. I better watch him catch a wave or two before I say anything. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, it, it upset the apple cart, which there's probably lots more of that to come in the future, you know, which kind of leads me to my next question. So okay. how, does, how does a person pick or customize, or should they customize a surfboard for their body type? Short versus tall, heavy versus skinny, wide point forward boards more sensitive to height since you want your front foot in the wide spot. This is from mono, M-O-N-O -O underscore no underscore aware. Mono underscore no underscore aware, if you can remember that. Mono no aware. Anyways, should he pick um, his own board for his body type? Do you tell him that? How does that all happen? I usually try to think about them. Um, with people like short and squatty, um, tall and lanky, different things is I think about like their where their um, center of gravity is in their body. Oh, so yeah? like a, a shorter, stockier guy right. has a low center of gravity. Okay. A taller, lanky guy or a taller, big guy. Right. Basically, shorter, tall. Yeah. High, and so the taller you are, I feel like you can ride wider boards you, and have yeah. it. You can leverage that with your height. Yeah. And especially if you're heavier. Yeah. Um, a tall, light guy, you might want a little wider but thin board. Um, a short, stocky guy, you might want a little bit narrower, a little bit thicker board. But what I always try to do is find a good balance. I don't like I don't like narrow, thick boards. 
or really wide thin boards. Right. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. So I try to, ideally, I think a person would find a good balance between having enough paddle power without being overloaded. Um, if you're tall and thin, you don't want you, you can have a wide board, but you don't want a thick rail that you can't sink because you don't have weight. Um, it's just a balance. It's almost like you're not extreme shaper guy, are you? I mean, well, for extreme waves, but I mean the boards they they just all look like they kind of make sense, and yeah, that's how it should look. You know? I, yeah, I think a balance. It's really important to have a balance. You know, if if you've ever ridden a gun that's narrow and super thick, like a big wave board, yeah, like a ten foot board, it's terrible. You're like you're paddling on like this tippy canoe kind of thing. Yeah, that's like an exaggerated version, but no. Um, so I think it it almost mirrors the body a little bit. Yeah. You know, like you could mirror your body with your board a little bit. Right. Um, and then as far as the the user friendly, like the forward wide point, and I, I think people get a little stuck on that. But um, those are just, it's not where the wide point is. It's kind of more of the outline is, oh, yeah. is more parallel because uh -huh. of that shifted forward. Oh. And that those those outlines create a more par a parallel outline creates more drive, uh -huh. so which means a little bit stiffer. Right. So you can go a little shorter right. to compensate for that stiffness. Right. So you, it's like the ghost is like it rides a little long for its size, you know, uh -huh. and uh, because it has a more parallel outline. Makes sense. So it's just it's just a balance, but I think you can look at your own body and 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 think about the board should be in that ballpark. Right. Okay, well, this other fine young person, Brachto <laughs> at B R A C H T Bro, Brachto, Bro, Bro, it's Bro, it's Brock to Bro. Brock Bro. Yeah, he has a good question, I think, because this is always asked of uh, many businesses in many fields. Do you, John Pizel, think now is a good time period for a young kid to become a shaper? Or do you think those days have passed? Is it over? Do we ever get another chance? Like when boards were shaped by a team, not a machine. What's your what's your opinion on machines, uh, automation, like hand carved, the whole deal? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think any time is a cool time to make yourself some surfboards. Um, I think you'd agree. And uh, the, the thing about shaping is I would say it's a great time to start doing stuff. I recommend jumping into it with a planer and a raw blank. Yeah. Not buying a not buying sure. some software and and trying to be a pro shaper. I think starting doing it with like the passion and the artistic part of it right. is a great way to go. And then I think I think right now if you're like I wanna have I wanna be a shaper as a career. Right. It's not a great time, right? But if you start being a shaper because you want to shape boards and you find that you really it's something that's a passion for you, right? Then I think you have a good opportunity to move forward, and maybe it will become a career for you someday, you right? Know? But I don't think like, hey, this is going to be my career is a great move, you know? Well, no, you do it because you love it, right? Job. And, yeah. you know, Al Merrick did it because he loved it and so on and so forth. And all the greats have done it because they've loved it, you know. And, and in the end, you look at the finances and you go, well, I'm getting by. It's a pretty fun job. I love my job, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, for me, I was fixing dings and I started shaping boards. Right? Oh, wow. And I was still, I glassed surfboards for years and years after I'd been shaping. I, I probably glassed, I probably glassed, um, 
I lost John on boards until he was probably 17 or 18. Oh, really? Myself, yeah. I would at least laminate them. Right. Um, just to save money because yeah. uh, they're expensive and, and I'm building them a lot of boards. Yeah. You know? So I, um, I did a lot of work that way to make it work. Right. And uh, I had a wife that backed me up and and she had a job and she yeah. helped me, you know, yeah. and she's awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> so You're pretty tough without someone supporting you like that. Absolutely. And she had faith and she saw what I loved right. and she saw that that it was something that, you know, that she didn't want me to give up and yeah. just forget about. And, and so she was willing to help be part of that too, you know, and she still is. Yeah. Which is yeah. cool. So the short answer is go shape some boards. Yep. Go ride your boards because that's an amazing. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. Wow. Even, it's an eye opener. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Like what a great feeling, you know. I still remember riding my first board I shaped. Really? It was like, wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. And um over at Goat Island, Ooh. but um, yeah, do it, but don't do it because you think you might have a job doing it the rest of your life. Do it yeah. because you're stoked to try it and hand shape some boards so you learn more about it and then see what happens. That's good advice. So uh, uh, Pro Surf Blog, uh, these sound like this might even be their job, Pro Surf Blog. So this might be, <laughs> I think we're, this, this, you might try extra hard on this answer, John. Okay. It's a good question, I think, though. How come so many surfers try to buy the thinnest, smallest boards possible? How do you balance your board recommendations for surfers? Most people do not surf like World Tour competitors. <laughs> Remember you always had this conversation with me, John? No. Um, how should <laughs> surfers look at performance uh, versus wave count versus versatility? What, what, what's your whole take on that thing? Here's what I like to do. Uh, first of all, pro surfers, want to have a board that gives them as much performance as possible with 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 the least extra right they right. want to just refine it most guys there's a few guys that go a little overboard with chunky stuff um, but most guys just want to have a balance of ultimate performance with the least extra for for normal humans right. you and me and most people right. um, what I like to do when I talk to someone about boards is like get their true ability Get their true weight. A lot of guys. This is the most standard one I get is, "How much do you weigh?" Well, I'm 185 right now, but I'm going to be 175. I've told you that ten right? times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and 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 I go, "Well, I'm just going to go for 185, right?" Yeah. <laughs> or maybe let's go for 180. Right. I'll call you 182. <laughs> uh, and then if you get down to 175, come back. We'll make you another one. Right. But I just try to have them be realistic. And without insulting them or anything, like, how do, you know, how's your fitness? How much do you surf? And all these things. And then you can come away with the best board possible. Yeah. And to me, I still want to ride as small boards as I can that feels really good. You ride and tiny catch, boards, John. Your yeah, boards are, sure, I'm always I telling you this, to get a grown up one, you know? Yeah. I have these weird arms that are super long. Right. So I can get away with some weird stuff. But, um, but, you don't want to have too much, too much board kind of sucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think it does. Everybody has this little sweet spot mm -hmm. that, uh, at, at different times in their lives that are going to work good. And so that's what you just want to try to find, but you just want to be honest with your shaper right. or yourself. If you're just walking in a store and, and picking up boards. And I think most people can 
can go to a rack of surfboards and pick them up and feel them and feel like, hey, this is going to be good for me, you know, ideally. You, you think you think most, I mean, the salespeople in the stores are all really good about that, but I think there's so much peer pressure to ride a board, uh, you know, like someone else has. I mean, I even feel it myself at, at this stage in life, but uh, do you think guys are getting more practical now about their widths and volume? I know it looks like all the manufacturers are to me. Like when I walk into a Huntington Surf and Sport or a Jack's, it looks like, okay, there's a bunch of boards regular people could buy. That wasn't really yeah. the case like 15 years ago or 10 years ago even. 10 even. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. No, I, I think it's beautiful. Like it, it, For me, it's so cool because as a shaper, all of a sudden people are just buying these boards and they're coming back to me and going like, hey, I love this. This, this thing's working great. I, I'm surfing better than I ever have or whatever right. it is. It's usually positive right. because the boards that we're making right. are user-friendly right. and they're, they're helpful. And they're not they're not hindering their ability as much as boards in the past. Yeah. I just got a message today from somebody about asking about how like John's ghosts of today right. compare to the bastards that he used to ride like three or four years ago. Right. And they sent me this little link that had a information about his bastards. Like it was an old old like web thing on Surfer Mag. Right. How interesting. And what did yeah, you find and, out? And but it was super tiny. The boards were like they were little, you know, and, and I at the time was always trying to convince him like, hey, let's 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 put a little more foam under your feet. And um, he was very hesitant because he loved that knifey response. Well, no kid likes that. They're getting yeah. bigger and stronger, right. and, but they want to go back to what they're comfortable with. Exactly. So if if I if he paddled out on his board from back then today, he'd be bummed. Yeah. You know? Right. And and the, so would a lot of people that are average surfers. <laughs> And so, but if they paddle out on his board today, they wouldn't be. Well, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I know people that look at him and go, I could, I could ride this board actually. Where, you know, that didn't used to be the case. You pick up Kelly's boards years ago and you'd be like, what the heck is going on here? Absolutely. He's, he's riding boards that I make for everybody else. They're just really? slightly narrower right. than my stock boards. They're okay. not even thinner. They're not they're thinner, thinner, are they? So um, when you get a narrower board, uh, his, not his that thin. Two and a half inches thick. Yeah, so so that changes. Uh, so when when guys like me are requesting certain leaders, we're kind of using some bad science if we're changing widths because guys like you would know. Well, if you want that rail and you want the you know the width, you know what I'm talking about? Like sure, totally. like we have we have we're like babies with chainsaws. Our, us customers, like we no. think we know tools sometimes, but uh, <laughs> I never thought thought about that really. His boards are pretty thick. They sure, just aren't that sure, wide. But then it's the design of that. Where, like, for example, the Ghost, the design of that has such a refined rail that it doesn't feel thick. So when you pick one up in a shop, you're like, "Wow, this is this thing's." Wait a minute, this is two and a half inches thick. Like, feels like my two and three eighths, like normal shortboard or whatever. Okay, so yesterday, John <laughs> uh, John was making fun of uh, himself on a podcast, and he said he rides thirty eight liters. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. is that a normal <laughs> is that a normal ghost you make for a store like a 62 38 liter ghost? It would be a little less than that, I think. I'd have to <clears throat> I'd have to look up those numbers, but um, well, not not his for, per se because no, I'm no, sure that's top secret. Sure. But what no, would no, what would a no, normal six one six two? His boards are like thirty liters. His, he's going twenty nine liters. Right. Twenty eight and a half. Twenty nine. Good for him. Those are like those are like men boards. Some of the pros are yeah. still on twenty five liters, and it makes no sense to me. He, well, and he's so you know, skilled, you just, know. 
it just depends on how big you are too. I mean, like that's a giant board for Adriano D'Souza. Yes, good point. Right? Yep. But I mean, it's all different. But the leader thing is all relative to the design too, right? Like right. You have different designs paddle different ways, respond different ways. Like that foam, uh, like in the Ghost, where it's thick in the middle, it's thick under the chest, right. but it foils out into the rail and it really foils in the tail. Yeah. And the same with the Phantom. Um, those boards, the leaders are misleading because you you can actually have more foam and have it still feel like less foam, right. which is to me is beautiful. Yeah, it's like, well, that's that's the it, gift, right? right? For sure. <laughs> Yeah, that's you, what we all kind of want. It's we almost want it's almost like cheating. Big. Yeah, everything got yeah. easy, and I can still slice and dice. Totally, it, you can paddle it great, but once you're up and riding, it doesn't it doesn't feel like that big boaty thing. So I think we have time for one more question, and you could sure. you could probably throw out a wild card one of your own. But um, uh, whoa, where did it go? Where this guy had a good question. <laughs> <laughs> what are your favorite models, and why? Oh, oh yeah, just it's a simple question. Jim Pachal, P-A-C-H-A-L. Okay. Which which models are you most proud of and why? I'm kind of curious about that too. Well, there's, I, I think the last few years have been pretty special for the boards and um, that the, the two boards, it's funny, I guess it's just this little group of boards and they all kind of come from the same base. But, uh, Basically, obviously, the ghost for me on a personal level is really cool because it was something that I played with and kind of came up with um, through accidental stuff, like cutting noses off stuff, and yeah. playing around with things, sure. and then ending up, you know, designing on a computer in the long term and being open-minded. Totally, and and just making mistakes. Frankly, sometimes, right. like I made something similar to a ghost like 15 years ago that was really fun, but it just kind of disappeared. It was a handshake. Right. Um, but then along the road, so that, that board to me, I think one of my most proud moments was watching John in that whole event at Margaret's um, last year, or not this last event, but the one before. And uh, just seeing that not only his surfing and him, but the board itself, what it was like, it was like they were connected yeah, and that what they were doing was just—it seemed light years ahead of everybody else out there. Yep, they were one and the same, right? You could not tell the difference whatsoever. Everybody else was riding their board well. Their board was doing some neat stuff. John was like—it was like almost like ballet on a gigantic scale. You're like, what is going on? Yeah, it was just—it was really special. <laughs> and I, and the beauty of that is like, it's not just me. Oh, this guy on my board. But like I feel like a lot of people watched that and they yeah. felt like they were seeing something that yes. this kind of like yeah. thing they hadn't seen before. Yeah, no, it wasn't so, ego at all. Trust me. Yeah, it wasn't, that just no. made me feel it was really cool. And yeah. it was like, yeah, look at that. Like you know? when a plan all comes together and it all works perfectly, exactly. it just makes you feel good, right? Exactly. And that was literally the first ghost I ever made for him and gave him. And it was a six wow. year. And, and to have that happen, that was a... That was a special moment for me as a shaper. I'm getting sure. teary. I'm getting teary eyed right now. <laughs> and um, I'll be honest, I got sunglasses on though. Yeah. So that that um that was my so ghost ghost. Your number one. You're for proud sure. of what else? The other board that actually is really closely related to that thing is the Padlock. Yeah. And um and that same year when um, 
John won the Eddie on that board. And then uh, Billy Kemper won Jaws, riding the Palak. And just so many of the guys in the big wave community were riding them and, um, and they were really doing things that I was really impressed with. Yeah, that must have felt neat, huh? It felt really good, yeah. And Because it was so different, point, really. It wasn't a pointy-nose gun. Like, what? Yeah, you have to, you have, to have a pointy-nose gun? Come on. Yeah. People were... I think there's a lot of guys doing a lot of... I, the one thing I love about guns is that there's, there's such a wide spectrum of designs. Correct. That, like, every shaper has their thing they're doing. And they make it work, yeah. Totally. And, like, you're like, wow, that thing's incredible. You know? They're right. not like, oh, that's a piece of junk. Like... There's no. a lot of guys making beautiful guns yeah, I agree. that people are getting amazing waves on. Yeah. And so that's cool. But it, 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 at that year, I was definitely stoked to see how well that board worked and right. the guys that were like, Cole Rothman was just charging in the eddy on one of, uh, on one of my boards that year. And, um, and then John ended up winning and then Nathan Florence is just insane. The stuff right. he's doing and, just all kinds of guys. Yeah, it was well, really I'm, cool. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I stood in a yard with uh, Clark Little, and I think you might have went been there at Waimea, and I saw Mark Healy on maybe it was a nine four Padillac or a ten o. I don't even know, with an asymmetrical tail go left and get yeah. barreled, and I was yeah. like, wait, I'm very very confused. What is going on out here? Yeah, and he's the guy that came up with that name, the Padillac. Oh, he Mark did. Healy. Full full credit for Healy right there. No way. Yeah, I made him a few boards. We just. We're messing around. He, he, I made him the first one of those, and uh, with combining some of his ideas uh, from a few different boards. Yeah. And then he rode a few of them, and he he rode one at Jaws, and it was a ten-two. He was going left, and he's like, he's like, I feel like I could catch any wave in the world. Really? Board. Ooh, like, scary. You should call it the Padillac. Really? Yeah, it's sick. That's cool. <laughs> I like I, I like the yeah. name. The second I heard it, I thought you were really yeah. smart, and you were. Cause yeah. You listened to him. Yeah, I was smart enough to listen to Healy that one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one other board I think you should mention, because I just saw it in action in G-Land. Um, our friend Mike Akima rides a 5, I think it's either a 5.9 or a 5.11 Phantom that you made yeah. him based off a ghost, yeah. which is a step down from a ghost. Yeah. And I just saw slow-mo footage, I'm going to send it to you on Instagram, of him oh, weaving same. in and out of like, solid six foot the takeoffs were 10 12 foot and you know guys are out there on eight six guns and yeah it was super easy for him it was Akeem just like butter gnarly. you know team is a bull yeah but but the <laughs> phantom is uh i mean the fact that you had enough nerve to take it a step down and put a squash tail on it and say no i'm not just sticking with a ghost but it works like one is pretty darn cool well that's exactly what um my thoughts i kept hearing from people about the ghost like hey i love this board i love sport as long as it's shoulder high or bigger, this board feels great. Right. And that that's awesome. Me like, too. I'm stoked, yeah. Right. But then I'm like, well, wait a minute. What about when it's head high and under? Like what what are, what can we do there? Right. And so squishing that down, a step down ghost, the Phantom was um pretty pretty easy thought. And I changed the changed the concave a little bit so it kinda of straightened out the rocker through the feet. Oh, did you? So it gives it just just a touch. But it's kind of weird how big of waves they can ride. I mean, I, I literally saw a mic drop it down on triple overhead, big old bombs, you know, on the launching pad that are easy to take off on. Yeah. But big, really yeah. big. Yeah. No problem. It's crazy. No, I know. You can, you can, and that thing will be super fun at like, like shoulder high. Oh, yeah. Newport. My brother rides one every day in Newport. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. 
So yeah. that board was like, that's what it goes back to the other guy's question of like, how do you design boards for different places that aren't as good as Hawaii or whatever, right? Right. And that's, that's that board where you're like, well, this thing works amazing in good surf. Let's, um, let's see what we can do to make something. And you can, you can transition onto that board from your yeah. ghost without being like, well, this is a total different thing. This is like a trip. Right. And, and make it comfortable. But something that you can ride every day in Southern California. I'm with than you. Like, rather than like waiting for the swell of the year. Oh, wherever, yeah. Right? Yeah, you want to be stoked on any forecast yeah. wherever you live, really. I, mean, I grew up in Santa Barbara surfing Rincon and, and having it be flat for months and right. driving and all that. So I know like I wouldn't take my ghost and go surf shoulder high Rincon. Yeah. But I would take my Phantom. Oh, for sure. And I'd surf it every day at Rincon. Yeah. And, and you could... You can surf it when it's pumping too. Right. You know, so it has a, a big variety of, of applications. Yeah, nice work. Yeah, and that was that. a cool thing. That was so very, I was stoked on that. Very cool to watch. Um, I think we're I think we're just about out of time, but maybe okay. you could give a little uh, maybe there's one thing you want to talk about or encourage all the eight people that are gonna listen to this <laughs> yeah. to come up with more questions next time of things you wanna talk about. Do you have any direction you wanna give or just wanna see what yeah. happens? I think that I first of all thank you for doing this because I think it makes it way better to have somebody that has an interest in surfboards to talk with and you have a huge history with that and you're probably one of the most passionate surfboard people you actually have a surfboard problem <laughs> <laughs> for sure no argument uh, but uh, I just think that hopefully we'll if, if people like this that I'd like to try to do it some more and yeah. we'll try to like we'll try to I'll put up a thing on Insta and let people put up some more questions and, and, um, I'll try to find someone else to talk with too, or maybe yeah. we'll come back and do it again Yeah. now that we figured it out. Yeah. Whatever. And, uh, yeah. And I'm stoked and I appreciate everyone out there and I appreciate all the people that are riding my boards and all right, there you have it. Uh, again, sorry for all that echo, but thanks for, sticking through it and I'd like to thank Bob Hurley for being there because I know he really adds a lot to the conversation when it comes to surfboards and uh, a lot of experience and just tons of froth so thanks Bob um, thank you guys for listening and thanks to everyone who sent in their questions on insta before and hopefully we're going to come back and do this again another time and get to a bunch more questions so I'll let you know but for now, thanks very much. All right, take care. Bye.